You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's R&B Divas After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's R&B Divas After Show. Uh. Uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, Max Cool. As we as we turn down Megan's mic so that she doesn't sing or talk for the entire uh, after show here on After Buzz, thank you for doing. And we are doing another episode of R&B Diva Season 2, Episode 5, A Good Day to Cry Hard. I'm your host, Bam Erickson, and I would like to introduce <coughs> Tone Death. <laughs> that was me. messed up. My name is Megan Thomas, <laughs> at Scoop on Twitter and Instagram. See, see how, that's, a, that's such a pretty voice. See, that's not pretty. That's not pretty. The other voice is pretty, My but anyway. My granny said I could sing. Granny, don't, don't do it to her, your grandbaby. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh, Alfred Thomas. Uh, you can find me on Facebook or at All Eyes on Black. Oh, and I'm your host, Larice Shamar, and I'm here with the lovely host tonight. All right, so let's get into it. Why do you keep looking at me? Because <laughs> like, I just, sing, I don't, just don't, I, Yo, don't gonna come out. I just don't you know, don't know when you're going to sing. And turn the mic down. Hey, here we go. <laughs> okay, so R&B Divas, Season 2, Episode 5. Uh, good day. Uh, to cry hard. This was serious. This Emotional. Is timely. Yeah, like, this is, I think. And it was good timing, as Faith Evans said, yes. that it was really good that everyone can kind of put a difference in their side and their beef because there's a, a bigger issue at hand. So uh, just your initial thoughts of the of the of the episode overall. Um, I thought, okay, if they if they're able to do this, and there's a chance for this tour, there's a chance that, that this tour will work because of the petty issues that they've had in the past. If you can't put that aside for a good cause, then there's no way you can do a tour. But this episode proved to me that they probably can do a tour. Okay, I'll... We'll get to that, though. I, I personally believe that it gave an opportunity for you to see more inside the women's hearts and see the, how they feel and what they go through and what they deal with. And uh, I really like just how this had a great arc to what was going on with the overall show because it was getting kind of ratchet. It was getting kind of <laughs> angry all the time. And I was like, these are educated women who have made successes out of themselves. Let's see something else. And then they finally gave it to us in a real impactful way. Something yes. that hurt to our community. I mean, I, I kind of agree with everybody. Like, the show tonight really kind of, like, touched on a lot of things. You know, touched on a lot of personal issues amongst all the girls themselves. It touched, it touched on the growth of themselves overall and how they can actually come together and actually put on a showcase. You know, not simply for themselves, just for the profit or anything, but they did it for sure. You know, whereas that they did it for a cause. And the cause was basically like HIV and AIDS. 
you know, and I think that they did a great job. Everybody kind of stepped up to the challenge, even though they had to overcome a lot of emotional struggles amongst themselves, because it seemed like everybody had, they lost somebody to HIV and AIDS, you know, but at the same time, they kind of took that hurt and pain and that memories of those individuals and was able to be successful and come on stage and share that pain with other people who possibly have lost someone because of HIV or AIDS or because of some type of sickness or illness. Mm -hmm. Mm. Well, Megan, you said that you think that if they could come to a greater cause to to sing and, and do what's what was appropriate, you think that they're able to do the tour. I hate to be the negative one, but <laughs> I, I disagree. This was a special occasion. I don't believe there was any money involved. There was no who's going to headline. There was, there was nothing that there were no questions about money, who's going to sing what, who has much time. You know, they all got up and sang a song and they all did it for a cause and it was something special to the heart. I feel that this is a great episode, but I do think that they're going to go back to, as you say, turned up or, or there's going to be some ratchet moments. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe this tour is ever going to happen because it's way too many women. <laughs> and it's, I, I feel it's way, I feel it's way too many right. women. And there's too many, there's too many factors of money. Who's going to headline? Who's going first? Who's going second? And there's just too much. And I think seven women is too many people to go into a tour with. I was at Faith Evans' concert last night, and her concert was damn near two hours. So. Hold on, last night? I'm sorry, uh, 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 last week. I was about to say, last I didn't week. get another invite. Yeah. Oh, last you're going to get it. Yeah. Her concert, her <laughs> concert, her concert well, last bro. week was almost was almost two hours. And with some of the women, they have a longer roster of songs, and then some don't. I just don't think it's going to happen. So I this mean, is my opinion. But, I mean, but I think, I, I will say this, I don't think all seven of them will be on a tour together. But I do think that there will be a tour of some sort. But, you, I mean, you got to look at, like, with tour and the way they got to kind of orchestrate it to basically, like, hey, if all seven do go and you have 21 shows, basically what it has to split split up into basically, like, everybody basically get the headline for each other throughout those 21 shows. So each person get the headline at least three times throughout those 21 shows. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I understand you said Faith, it was like a two-hour concert, but you have to look at it, that was her own personal yeah, showcase. Yeah, she would never, it, I'm not never, on the tour, she wouldn't be that long. I don't feel there is any way <laughs> that some of them will be willing to allow others to headline. Let's keep it real. Um, Nikki Gilbert of Brownstone, Latasha, and, um, and Selena Johnson, they don't have a lot of hits. What would Selena Johnson be doing time, headlining a tour? <laughs> it's up okay, to the management saying, I, I don't think that that's what I'm saying. I think that what, what Larissa's saying is true, which is they would have to switch up who goes in the headline position, which is yeah. the last slot of the mm-hmm. show. And it's like, and it would never be the same. It'd have to be the management company. It's not their decision. It's like, okay, the management company has to come in and say, hey, this is what the show is going to be. This is going to headline when. And they, they don't have no say-so in it at all. It's all up to the management company, not them, because it's a tour together. It's not their own personal tour and they bring all these individuals in to basically like, hey, open up for me as I headline my show. It's basically, hey, this is a company who's orchestrating a tour to give these ladies an opportunity to come out to reunite their career where they have to basically be like, okay, well, we don't make the decision. Our managers don't make the decision. The company makes the decision and they have to accept it. 
and like I said, Angie said she wants the tour when she was talking to, to Latasha. It's like, I want to do the tour. But do you really honestly think Angie would be okay being the first one up? She's thirsty. Uh, I mean, but she's not, not she won't do it. She probably won't do it. Well, let's okay, so I just don't think the tour is gonna happen. That's just my opinion. But we can we can continue this and let's transition now into Angie because Angie was not able to make uh, the LA trip to go to Shirley Ralph's um, a charity event because she was in the studio with uh, producer uh, Drummer Boy, and so she was working on new material. She and Latasha were the two that were not able to make it. Let's talk about Angie. I think that could have been like held back because yes. studio time can basically. I mean, Drummer Boy. I'm pretty sure he has a busy schedule, but at the same time, you're doing something for a cause. You know, he's at your availability, you know, and you're at his expose. But at the same time, I just feel like they didn't accomplish enough that I saw in the studio to where that she had to miss the event in L.A. But more so, I believe with her trying to get camaraderie with the girls, it was more important for her to be at that situation, be there, especially when uh, yeah. Nikki was going down for you know yeah. her emotional reasons. She's supposedly the, the mother kind of figure within this this group of adult women. It would have been nice to see her be more of a team player or finally get involved to where you see her on stage with the girls doing yeah. something amazing. I agree. But, but I think she had more to do than just that, just the, just a session with Drummer Boy. Because she, when, if you notice, when she's at the dinner with them, she doesn't really say what she has. She just says she has stuff that she has yeah. to do. Mm. So I think there might have been other stuff involved, maybe family stuff that she didn't want to get into. So yeah, or, maybe, or maybe some kind of obligation. But yeah. I, did, I did think to myself, you just in the studio... You can reschedule that thing. Yeah, and, I, I, but, I'm saying but, it has yeah, to be more yeah. than that because I don't think she would have just said no to go to D- Diva Simply yeah. Singing just for a studio session. But also for the record, Angie Stone has performed at Shirley's Ralph mm, um, yeah. charity event before in the past. So maybe she felt like let these other women who have to get off their emotions have to get it off their chest. Maybe she felt that it was more important for them to go, and she kind of falls back. But I feel like I agree if. If she didn't have anything in contractual yeah. to do, mm. she should have been, been there. She should have been there. She probably would have. Just for the support. I think Even she if she wasn't performing. What did you guys think about Angie when she was speaking with Drummer Boy in regards to how... Hold on, I'm going to get it together. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Angie said that one of the reasons that <laughs> she has been able to stay relevant is because she knows how to how to transcend from <laughs> yeah from, first class baby from first class <laughs> of how she knows how to take her audience which is the adult <laughs> contemporary uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, just and she knows how to she knows how to blend it in as she call it with the knee high the the youngins mm. and she knows how to fuse that to find, find me that hit <laughs> no she's uh, had a bunch of hits she ne- does I, I will say this I feel like maybe there was a more humble way she could have said that <laughs> perhaps you know, I mean, maybe I, I, mean, I, I get what she's saying she has reinvented her career over and over again in the past 30 I years I don't think so no she has She. Ha- I mean because I, I work in radio so I, she has I, I people that are in the twenties know who she is. When and if your grandma knows who she is, and somebody in the twenty knows who she is, then that is saying that she has had I a think, very good career and that she's doing very well. But well, you and I have both. <laughs> you and I both have worked in radio, but I would say probably for the last ten years. I, I can't. I, I don't have no, anything. She's had, I, that's no, no, no. Yeah, she's she had. Said, um, she said, but her, but. When she on, on, on episode one, when she referenced how she's had two top twenty uh, hits, 
but your career has spanned over 30 years and you uh, that was something they should have she should have rewound the tape because I mean she's had more than two she's had more she's had more hits than the two but but to say you've been in the business for 30 years and you've had two top 40 hits but I think for her she has found ways because just because you reinvent yourself doesn't mean that every single time you're going to be doing the same thing that is oh I'm a I'm a number one hit singer she's been a background singer she's been a hit singer she's been she's collaborated with people she's played the background she and so she's, she's and, and I think that's what she's saying, okay. which is she continuously makes her career move and shake. And it may not always be I am a number one hit singer, and that's okay. But she's she has. <laughs> Why are you still laughing? <laughs> I mean, she came out with several songs last year. She did. Yeah, rich girl, uh, sisters. Yeah, so I remember. Sisters. I mean, she still mm-hmm. has stuff. Yeah, going well, I mean, on. I think I remember. It I think song. for me, it just brings up the topic. You know, being a, a artist of a caliber or being around so long. For me, the whole uh, reinventing yourself is something that you stay amongst the top ranking. And for me, it was like it was seeing somebody who is in her career and 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 knows how to stay relevant and, and exist within it. But at the same time, it, it shows the different issues that artists go through. And looks like we have a special announcement <laughs> Hello, from our everybody. producer of AfterBuzz TV, Mr. Phil. How's it going? Welcome, everybody. Um, Bam, was it you that came to me and said you really wanted to do R&B Divas when we first started? Yes, I, it was me. That's right. Um, so, fans of AfterBuzz, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Phil Svitek. Uh, I do many things around here, to say the least. But um, one of the things I really pride myself on is when our hosts really come to the table and say, Hey, guys, you know, here's a show that we're not doing that fans would love. You know, can we do it? And R&B Divas was one of those shows, and obviously now we're doing it. So I'm very proud of that fact here at AfterBuzz TV, and uh, even more so that you know we continue to add shows at no cost to you. Part of that, though, is every now and then we may ask you guys to do something, and the thing that we're asking now is to go to, as you guys are listening to this on iTunes, take a stop over, download Adventures of Serial Buddies. It's a comedy. It's the first serial killer buddy comedy of all time. It's actually made by a lot of the afterbuzzers here. And the song you're hearing is actually from the movie. Yes. It's not just yeah. random burps. Um, it's got Henry Winkler. It's got Christopher Lloyd, Christopher McDonald, Artie Lang, uh, Beth Bears from Two Broke Girls, um, Kathy Lee Gifford, Henry Winkler, um, Richard Christie from The Howard Stern Show. I mean, the list goes on and on of actors that are phenomenal in this. And uh, so I feel like a lot of our fans... Yes, Pam? Maria Menounos. Maria Menounos. <laughs> yes, indeed. She's in it as well. Uh, so I, f- I feel like it's right up the alley in terms of uh, you know what, what you guys as fans would enjoy. And so, you know, stop on by. Adventures of Serial Buddies. It's available on iTunes. If for some reason you don't know how to use iTunes, which is baffling to me if you're listening to the show, but <laughs> go to SerialBuddies.com. There's a link there that will take you right over. So thank you guys. Back to your regular scheduled programming. Thank you. <laughs> but I do like that beat. It's hot. Yeah. It's yeah. The <laughs> Okay, so as we were saying in regards to Andy, Angie Stone, so she, she continues to reinvent herself, and she made the comment about how uh, how she deals with things first class, and she wants to have the ladies kind of have that same mentality where she is very first class in the sense of how she's able to reinvent herself, and now she's able to always... I think that's what stamps her as a legend. Yeah. In a lot of people's eyes is the fact that, you know, when she comes to the table, she comes with her heart. She comes with so much soul. Why? Look, you want to stop hating on my girl, Angie, okay? And all right, let's talk about Latasha. So, Latasha. Hate it. Let's talk about Latasha. So, Latasha, okay, now, again, 
as we said in regards to Angie Stone, I felt that her meeting with Jermaine Dupree, you are trying to reinvent yourself. You are trying to get yourself back out there as a solo artist. Yes. This would have been the perfect uh, platform uh, for Latasha to be there rather than have a meeting with Jermaine Dupree, which you're really close with Jermaine Dupree. Mm. So why can't you reschedule? Jermaine Dupree's also in LA a lot of times as well. So yeah. I just but don't understand. He's under- busy though. I understand, I understand busy? he's busy. Yes, but he's very busy. I understand that he's busy, <laughs> <Okay>. but. <laughs> Why can't why could yeah, just, why couldn't Rocky reschedule? Like, um, overall, that she couldn't reschedule because even like the, the information that he was giving her, it wasn't like okay, well, it was nothing important to where relevant to like okay, you shouldn't have went to L.A. You should have came and saw me because he like he told us like out of the whole escape, it's like it's a million fans. What can, like, we, can we just break that down just a little bit? So when she goes, she stays, she stays in uh, Atlanta, and so yeah. what happens mm-hmm. is she goes and she meets with Jermaine Dupree. Jermaine Dupree, I'm sorry, Blows but Jermaine, he looks bored. And yeah. when when she when she was referencing how she wanted Jermaine to be a part of her new project, he was like, um. And then he was getting ready to say a famous a line that men say, "Know what I mean?" You know when a guy says, "Know what I mean?" Larice, <laughs> you say it. Can you say 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 it? Know what I mean? Not a man. When a guy says, it means that he's blowing her off. And yeah, I didn't her husband, like Rocky, came in and to start to kind of give a little explanation for what Latasha was trying to do. But then Jermaine starts, he starts looking at his, his iPad. I felt that was rude, Jermaine Dupree. I felt that was rude. <laughs> but I mean, but hold on, wait a minute, though, because a lot of like being in this industry, being in radio, being in, in music, I will tell you that that happens a lot. It, and it's not. And yes, it is rude. It is rude. You shouldn't do that. But a lot of people, especially of his caliber, they will listen and they're doing business at the same time. And this this is normal in this business. I know it's normal because I have bosses who do the same thing. But what I'm saying is. He was not playing with his iPad in the beginning. He seemed to play with the iPad once he became bored with what she was saying. And then as an excuse, he's playing with his iPad. That's ha- and it didn't look like he was and it didn't look like he was having business. It just looked like he was doing this. But I mean, I, I thought he he probably was checking emails. I just thought it was rude. I mean, but at the same time, I just rude. think the relevance of the meeting that it didn't go as well as she wanted to go because he just felt felt as if like Hey, you know, I, I had such a great relationship with Jermaine Dupree. I just did a 20th year reunion with So So Def. Like, maybe he might be interested in doing new music with me. But his whole mentality, his demeanor when he came off was like, hey, what type of music that you have that can basically, like, put you with the younger crowd right now? And he also... Because she doesn't have a, yeah. a voice for herself when it comes yeah. to uh, yes. identity out there musically. Yeah. He's right. And something else that he said was kind of cold but I understand he was coming from he says fans (laughs) he says he says fans will never um, your fan base will never be the new generation and I thought that was kind of cold I think it was more of a gut check than anything it's like I mean I think he's going to give her the hardest road to success because he knows where she come from he was a part of that Mm -hmm. you know he has that forever stamped in his heart so he's like you might as well go back to that fan in or that fan base in order to uh, get back on on the road of what you want to do but uh, you know this whole new vision I think that's something that all artists that are old that have done things that have a certain uh, kind of stature 
have to deal with, especially when it comes to years have gone by and you want to come back or you a part of the group and now you want to go solo, is deal with the fact that you're ever going to be, you're forever going to be stamped with that uh, with that image. Yeah. But you better talk to Angie Stone and reinvent herself. Go to high class. I think it's right. What he said was very cold, unfortunately, but it's true. It's the truth. It's very true because think about it. It, Angie Stone has been able to reinvent herself because she hasn't taken a break. So she every couple of years she comes out with something new. She does something different. But you haven't seen Latasha in ten years at least. Yeah, it's gonna be real hard. So yeah, so so there's been a big gap there. So how can you you? It's really hard to reach out to people when you've been gone for so long. So I think that's what he was trying to tell her. Like you can't really be relevant to the fifteen and sixteen year olds. They have no clue who you are. Right. And he did clean it up and say that you need to first go to. to 25% of the, the people that bought the Escape records, you need to go to them first. The loyal fan base, yeah. The loyal fan base, mm. the 25% are going to still buy those records because mm-hmm. of who you are. So you need to go with them. It's kind of the same thing with SWV did when they came back with uh, their latest uh, CD mm. with the cosign. So what they good. did. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> um, All right. But, but what they did was they went back to their original roots mm-hmm. and they went and got that 25% of the fans who bought their music back in the 90s. Yeah. And that's how they were able to... But I think her problem is she wants to kind of dead that and, and have this whole, like, blossoming flower thing that he doesn't necessarily believe in. Again, it's going to basically go back to the first 25%, you know, of her, of her old fans, but it's also going to go back to the, the her style of music. Mm-hmm. It's going to have to be more upbeat, and she has to change her range and basically, like, really kind of cater to a new market and, and she really had to get with a great marketing team that's going to help brand her in the light like hey this is a new Latasha she has the upbeat music that she you know she's upbeat like seriously like she can have to change her whole like style of music and she had a solo album back after Escape um, after they disband but I honestly I didn't hear. I can't hear. Uh, I I can only hear her voice as the lead in the songs that she did with Escape. So, like Jermaine said, you need to go and record as many songs as possible. Mm -hmm. And then that way, they could figure out what's her style, how she's going to go into uh, building her her brand as a solo artist. Now, just really quickly, what did you guys think about the conversation that Latasha had with her sister and her mom? I thought it was a little catty, but yeah. I mean, good setup for the meeting that she had with Jermaine Dupri. Yeah, I didn't really think too much of it, you know, <clears throat> because they just kind of feel the same way everyone else feels that, oh, Latasha, you did great, you know, even though, you know, the other group members didn't come, but you still did your thing. Mm-hmm. So they all in support, like a family should be. Yeah, I I mean, I guess you can't hate her mother for saying, you know, they were not missed. What else would mm. I want? Right. Right. You, you was good. Yeah. My good. Like my granny saying, me, I can sing, so. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so now let's go into the rest of the uh, R&B Divas where they all flew out to L.A. to go to Shirley Ralph. So most of you are familiar with Shirley Ralph from uh, Moesha. That was on mm-hmm. UPN. She played Brandy's mom. And she also 
not only is she an acclaimed uh, actress, but she's also a singer. Yes. She was one of the original members of the Broadway play Dreamgirls, mm-hmm. which she played the, the character that you guys see Beyonce played. That was actually played by Shirley Ralph. Dina. Yes. So Dina. The, the Dina character. So she's a true singer. So she's had this, um, she's had this, uh, this charity event. Diva for, Simply Singing. Yeah. Mm. Diva Simply Singing for close to 20 years. And it's yeah. with female singers who... Can um, who can obviously sing, but you have to be able to sing with uh, piano only, and that's really difficult if you're a singer because you know sometimes all the other instruments can kind of drown your voice out. And auto tunes, but a true, but a true, <laughs> a you there, but a true singer or a, a true diva, which is a diva as, as, as an opera singer, but a, a, a singer should be able to sing with piano only so mm-hmm. that's what she has and so she had a, a young lady that was uh, playing for all the um, for all the Army Divas so let's just go right into it so what did you guys think about the initial meeting where things start <coughs> to unravel with some of the girls once they Hold met on, which Shirley Ralph once they got once to they got LA. To, once they got okay. to LA and then they met with <laughs> Shirley Ralph I mean I'll say that I think this is a real I felt like, okay, this is going to be something good for these girls because this is tapping into something deep for them. If you see, everybody gets emotional. Nikki starts crying when she talks about her brother, her, her brother cousin. and cousin. Her cousin and, Kenny. Cousin's like a brother. That's like a brother, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, all out of nowhere, we see that Kiki, again, goes, <laughs> she starts crying. But did you see Shirley Ralph's face, though? When She's Kiki like, started cr- like, Kiki was just like this, and Cheryl was looking at her like, are you okay? Girl, what's wrong with you? <laughs> She's like, y'all keep talking. And Cheryl was just kind of like, she didn't get it. But then, of course, they explained that, that Kiki had a, a family member that died from the disease. So, uh, so yeah. I, no, 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 no. no, 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 no she has someone who had it. She has oh, someone who has it. Somebody close to her that has it. living with it. And it's, a, it's emotional for her. It's emotional for her to deal with it because she's close to uh, that family member. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And then it was Monifa, whose brother, uh, Kevin, who... Um, Passed away. Who passed away in 1995? Yeah, it was yeah. deep. So episode. it was yeah. it, it was extremely deep um, for the women to have to go through this. I think yeah. I was glad that at least somebody within themselves was able to relate to the cause. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of times you have a lot of singers they do shows for like charity events or different dis- foundations, but they don't have anyone that personally affects them. Mm-hmm. I think that being that Monifa, Nikki. And Kiki actually can relate to having someone know someone that was close to them. I think that's what made the show a much better show because mm-hmm. then you got to see the emotional side, yeah. the serious side of each and every single one of them. Because it was actually a real serious episode. Nobody, it wasn't like a lot of joking or anything, but it was like super, super deep feelings, you know, amongst the three of them. But then all the girls can relate to it because they are all friends. Yeah, I was I was happy to see this episode because. As I said before, it felt like with season two that the women seemed extra turned up for no reason. <laughs> right. It, it was no Nikki and Selena drama this week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There was no mention yeah. of the two. Nothing. There was nothing. Like, it was just all harmony. Yeah. Yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. And so Faith sung her uh, Tears of Joy, which is on the r Tears of she sounded bomb, diggy. Yeah. And yeah. so Faith Evans sung Tears of Joy, which is, I believe... Um, it was a single for her her CD yeah, last year, yeah. and so she got up and she sang "Tears of Joy," and she was uh, she teared up and she was very emotional. Um, so I thought Faith's performance was great. What did you guys think? I thought it was a great intro. Yeah, I think it definitely was a great intro. But like with Faith. 
tearing up and them being able to see her tear up, it allowed them to kind of really understand it's okay to cry mm-hmm. through the song as you're performing, but just continue to perform through your song because we understand your pain that you're going through through your song and through your words and through your tears. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of helped Kiki out a lot, even though she kind of like stopped, but then she continued to sing. But then with Nikki, you know, she was just kind of like... What's what's interesting for me is I would have imagined most singers of the, of these um of their calibers they've probably have sung at funerals mm. and other kind of sad occasions so I would think that to be emotional when singing and to get through it would be something that they've experienced or have can do well i think it's well this particular time it was more you know uh home hitting with them yeah. with being their yeah. family members or their friends and them actually having to address those issues mm-hmm. as well as being in a situation where you're singing with divas so i think you know the bar was set pretty high when faith hit the hit the um stage yeah. and it becomes a uh, i want to impact all these people i mm-hmm. want to make this statement for my loved one i want to uh just do so great that you finally become vulnerable you see these divas who have all this acclaim who have all this you know um things that they have achieved all of a sudden be put back into a humanistic place that we all have to deal with from time to time and that is you know having to deal with your issues and maybe even having to go beyond that and perform and, you know, hopefully change somebody or infect, affect somebody in the right way. But that's and, a lot of- and I would also say, too, I think that <clears throat> goes to show you how deeply uh, HIV and AIDS affects the African-American community, because if you see these women, you know, they are all if you had if you said a cause like autism or if you had said a cause of, of heart disease maybe all of them would have been like okay you know I know somebody but it, it might not have affected them but the fact that if it affects them this much goes to show you how deeply this disease affects our community and why <laughs> stuff like Diva Simply Seen is needed to raise money mm. to bring awareness to this issue like Cheryl Lee Ralph was saying with the quilt and how yeah. we're underrepresented represented as people because we just don't address or deal with our own issues that you can even see no matter how big you get once you finally have to deal with that and that's probably stuff that they've known for like a year or two her friend had uh was dealing with the situation if you don't ever get a chance to talk about it or address it or deal with it it's always going to be something that's vulnerable and nowadays with education and what you can find out and be aware of and avoid and be able to live with you know it's really become something that we just have to get past as a people, I just, just think, in general. Yeah, I just think overall with, like, Nikki and Monifa, it was, like, it's individuals that have impacted their life mm-hmm. because, like, Nikki says, like, her, it was, like, her cousin, but he was always there encouraging her with her music. And now mm-hmm. she really has to sing a song that she's dedicating to, like, her best friend, you know, someone who's there carrying her through her music, through her hard times. And even with Monifa, it's her brother. Again, someone real close to her that encouraged her music from day in and day out. To And even with Kiki, it's probably the same mm-hmm. person, someone who, who's encouraging her music day in and day out. So here, I'm singing a song dedicated to these individual A with Kiki who's living with it, her, her family member that's living with it, but Monifa and um, Nikki, someone who has passed away because mm-hmm. of this type of disease, because they back then, like she said, nobody really knew what it was. Yeah. Now it's like it's more out there to where people can be educated about it. But back then, it was just like, oh, like she said, oh, it was like, don't call for me, don't sneeze on me, I might catch it type of thing that the ignorance of people back in those times. But now it's just that, again, they're touched by the relationship 
and because they are doing this um, event for AIDS, but they all singing a song because of you know it's someone that I love and that I miss. There was there was a couple of the songs that I simply could not catch. Selena, I couldn't catch what song she was singing. Did you guys? No, I didn't. Okay, I, but it was I, good. It was good. She did that. Woman, woman. Yeah, I, her her and Angie Stone, they're like the. They're they got like, that soul. They got that soul. Yeah. soul they got that soul in right outdoor yes. range, and yeah. they have that really, good soul yeah. food cooking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then. Monifa sung a song called It's Alright which came off of her, uh, her first CD that she wanted to dedicate yeah. which yeah. really touched on for her because Monifa came out around 95, 96-ish maybe something like that I think yeah. but I, it, I, think it, yeah. I think that song was very it, it meant a lot to her because she I said mean, she wrote that song for yeah. her brother because yeah. of his death and so this was the first time she got to perform it and yeah. it, it basically like I, I wrote it for him I'm performing it at an AIDS awareness event this is completely for him mm-hmm. yeah. and you know she said when she was on the phone um, talking to her her girlfriend she said I can't cry because you know he, I could just see him talking about me and, and making fun of me yeah she was kind of <laughs> the know, rock through this episode for yeah, a lot yeah. of people yeah She's definitely strong. She's very strong. Mm-hmm. She is. Yeah, she's t- she's very strong and um and she she's the she's the voice of reason a lot of times. I think so, yeah. 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 And then Kiki. Killed it. So Kiki sung a song called Peace on Earth, which is a song from Rochelle Farrell. Rochelle is a jazz Man. singer who is amazing. She, she has she has an uh she has a terrific voice. She's a jazz singer who's a mezzo soprano and she has about she has like a five to six octave range, which also I think it's can, more than that, right? Well, five to six is still pretty damn high. <laughs> that's yeah. a, that's no, a I'm thinking like six, seven, because yeah. Margaret has eight. Mariah six. Oh, she has six? Yeah, she has eight. Okay. But Kiki <laughs> but Kiki says that she was at once twelve and now she's about six because you know the pregnancy has put put effect. So but my point is Rochelle has like a five to six. Kiki has a six. So you know, Kiki was in good comfort. You knew Kiki yeah. was going. Oh, you yeah. knew Kiki was going to give it to you. Oh, yeah, and right. Kiki did give it. I mean, Kiki can go way beyond that. But yeah. like she, she did good. I mean, just the like, girl she slays every time she sings. Right. Yeah, she so. As crazy as she is, yeah. <laughs> as, that's that what that can't get away with. Means, it. And, and, and 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 you mentioned something uh, in regards about how she is a little. Crazy, low, low tick tick, but she can kind of <laughs> get away with that because she knows when she sings, you can't touch her. Yeah, yeah. I think I think she's the best singer on the show. I, I would agree, most talented. Yeah, at least I, I think everybody comes with their their powerful quality that makes them a diva, that makes them signature, that makes them you know for their songs that you love and want to have those in the CD, uh, right in your car. But with her voice, it's just like gospel. Yeah. In there, yeah. R&B, it's like Kimberell yeah. going crazy right. with yeah. the. It was very Kimberell. It was the the runs was crazy. Right. Then she oh, goes man. into range. Yeah. What I always trip out with Kiki, <clears throat> with her used to be a member of Destiny's Show. Can you imagine her and Beyonce going <laughs> at each other? Just. She, I think she, I think she, she might. Beyonce I think she got Beyonce. Yeah, I think it's loops around there. Yeah, but just just those two together in a group, it just seems would be insane. Yeah, you know. 
it didn't work out too well. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but I thought Chris. I thought Kiki did a great note. You wanted to mention the well, whole. Well, yeah. Well, hold on. Before even we get to that, I will say I thought it was. So you guys remember at the beginning of the show when they were sitting at the table and Faith was telling them about Diva simply singing, and Angie had each one of them sing a part of a song. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. that's funny. Kiki killed it then. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're coming on saying no more. Yeah. Like, right. she, I can't follow behind she that. Nobody can follow after that. I, I just want to point yeah. that out. Kiki yeah. can sing. But I thought what was funny was the scene where Kiki was telling her kids about AIDS. Oh. Uh, and she put that hot dog in the, in the <laughs> microwave to show them what their their parts would look like should they get an STD. Yeah, it was kind of... Uh, she's crazy. I think it was kind of funny, but at the same time, you know, it would have been nice to see them really try to educate the kids. At the same time, it was such a deep episode that it needed a lighthearted yeah. family moment and it yeah. shows that you should be able to come to your kids early catch them early while they're at the dinner table chilling and don't know what that pee pee look like when <laughs> you're <in the laughs> don't eat your food. you know what I'm saying <laughs> show them what it is yeah. and let it be a fun but then get them to some actual facts and I thought that was very cool of Michael to be like yo let's just take them to the computer show some real pictures yeah. put them in the proper perspective to where it's not just that mysterious thing out there that you don't really know about until yeah. it's like right here in your face or you gotta see somebody dealing with it. And then she eats the hot dog which I was, which was, uh. <laughs> I, was like, I, I mean I'm not gonna eat no hot dogs because I'm pesky vegan but still I was like oh I don't think anybody should ever eat the hot dog after that uh, lesson with her shaking the hot dog. <laughs> she's a brain to perspective that's all. <laughs> <laughs> that's like something I do say. with my kids. I'm like, really, I make them. Oh, it's like a lighthearted joke, but seriously, just yes. what happens. Yeah, but eating a hot dog was. was yeah, that was <laughs> that dinner can of green beans. She told y'all. She told y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on to Nikki. What do you guys think about Nikki's uh, performance? I wish you would have finished the song. I okay. I will say this, and when I say this, you better hush. Don't say nothing. <laughs> Someone who, myself, who has who's had to sing in public for a very sad occasion, it can be hard sometimes. And you, and I've been times where I could not finish a song. So I, I totally understand where she was coming from. It seemed like it had been just eating away at her. And the fact that she has her career has um, has come back to life with R&B divas. Her um, her cousin Kenny, when they were back home. They used to talk about how they were going to make it uh, mm-hmm. and they were going to both come to uh, L.A. and become famous. And he knew that he was dying. And her cousin said, well, I'm not going to make it, but you're going to go to California. You're going to make it and you're going to be famous. Just the thought of that, it's just like, oh, wow. Yeah. And now she has to go and think back to the conversations that she had. Mm-hmm. And now her career has kind of emerged again. So I totally can see what she was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, I look at like a lot of time when people have that much, like, emotion about a, another person, I feel like they didn't do what they're supposed to do when that person was here. That's a good point. You know. Uh, Which, and she admits that. Because you remember what she said? She says that they, there was times that they ostracized her cousin because yeah. they didn't know about the disease back then, you know. Yeah. And she's, she feels guilty about it. Yeah, I think it's a lot of guilt with that. I'm guilty because we've been into the show for almost 35 minutes and I forgot to mention iTunes and I'm really guilty about that but let me tell you about iTunes make sure you guys go to iTunes you can download rate uh, leave comments we are in the top 10 for the past two weeks so thank you guys for for rating and subscribing tell everybody about it and don't forget that 
there's a great podcast that we have that downloads all of the applications that um, that we have for the AfterBuzz shows. And you can also check out all of the AfterBuzz shows on uh, Apple and Android devices. Yes. All right. Yeah. So continuing. So I got I, I, I totally felt um, the emotion that she was dealing with. Yeah. And then Kiki, Kiki also Kiki couldn't. Um, she couldn't get it together at the rehearsals. She didn't want to sing that song. She wanted to do "My First Love," I, yeah. I think it was, or uh, uh, "If no, Only she, You Knew." Yeah, she wanted to do that song. She wanted to do something that was, you know, very to you know take her mind off that. But when I kind of had a feeling that Nikki was not going to be able to finish her song. Yeah, I definitely did. And the fact that it was "That's What Friends Are For." That was that's that's a that's that's a sing along song. That that's was God's hand on a that's, reality TV show. That's, <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> that's what Friends of Four is originally performed by Dionne Warwick and a special guest was Elton John, Stevie Wonder, mm. and Gladys Knight. And it was one of those things back if you if you Google because what I did was I Googled um, at the American Music Awards at the American Music Awards they had this big sing-along where one person started and then there was all 55 million people on the stage yeah. and they were all singing along and so I kind of I, is it wrong for me to say that I kind of knew that was going to happen? Oh, well, I maybe, maybe you did. Right. I didn't. I, I didn't just know. I knew it was gonna happen where they were gonna all come on the stage and sing. I just I felt it. I mean, I, I'm glad like Monifa kind of took the lead. It was just like let's go help her out because I mean because like she was struggling. Like she she had just had a moment when she was just like and she didn't recover because Kiki yeah. recovered. It took a second, but Kiki got right yeah. back in there. I don't think it was that long, but yeah, she had a snuffle. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it, I think it got uncomfortable with Nikki. Like it, it, there was an uncomfortable silence, so they like we got to just help her out. Help her out. So yeah. even when they started like joining in to sing with her mm-hmm. she didn't really she sing singing, she was yeah. just kind of like I'm here she was but just I'm talking really... like Kirk Franklin talking you know how you just like <laughs> add you just talk yeah, yeah. something like that that's cool yeah. that's cool what was interesting was you notice who was holding her hand as they were walking off stage right <laughs> Selena Selena Johnson she sure what was what she saying they go ladies and gentlemen before they walked off and they walked off yeah that was, and that's why I, I was like, this shows me that they could potentially have a tour where but both Kiki of them wasn't are on Not Kiki, Nikki. Yeah. Was Kiki on stage? No, she wasn't. No, Kiki she, wasn't. She had a moment. Oh, because she, 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 she had to go backstage and finish letting out her, her yes. cry. Yeah. Mm. But I, I just wonder if, like, Nikki really going to let the Selena thing go. I don't think so. I mean, I think. I, I bet I, you I don't she does. She's going to bring that up. Right, I, I think like I don't think the venom will be as as potent. But like, girl, I, I hold think your hand on the yeah, stage. That's what I'm saying. I think she, that will mean something you to her. So up. you remember? <laughs> I'm gonna hold your hand. I'll, I'll use this. I said good night. Yeah. <laughs> I'll use this in church terms. On Sunday, we get the words. We feel good. Hey, we feel good. Yeah. And we go out into the world and we feel good. By Tuesday, Wednesday. It just same. starts to you just <laughs> that, that yes. you start to dwindle and yeah. you go back on Sunday you feel good again and so that's personally what I feel I don't I don't think there I think it's gonna be I think they drama. need a good Sunday moment just to chill yeah, out for to, a second because it's you know been it's been crazy it was like almost about to go left where they gonna have to put hands on each other it was like you only, you only gonna get to say so much without yeah. having like a we cool moment so we yeah. can get back to arguing and be back on some regular basis so it was yeah. a good right. moment they needed it yeah. Let's see what happens. Timely. All right, so let's go into news and gossip. 
Afterbuzz TV News. Next scoop. Well, because of my fantastic singing skills, I have been added to <laughs> RB Divas LA. That's a friend's heart. I'm sorry, you've been what? <laughs> <laughs> I think okay, she that's just in my head. I <laughs> wish I could be. I added. know who the cast is. <laughs> you know what? You're such a hater. I rebuke thee. So, there is a new cast of wonderful singing ladies. They are on the new uh, RB Divas LA, which premieres July 10th on TV One. And this cast, I'm so excited to see. So excited. Uh, there's Little Mo, Lamo, Kelly Price, Shantae Moore, Don Rock. Robinson, Michelle A, Claudette Ortiz. This is going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. All of these women are awesome. Well, Kelly Price is a solo artist. Lota Mo's a solo artist. Mm-hmm. Claudette Ortiz is from City High, which was the um, which has um, so y- y- Clef John's uh, protege. Yeah. And uh, Shantae Moore is a solo artist. Who else? Don Robinson was from Don, In Vogue. She's from In Vogue. And Michelle A is... Uh, yeah. And Michelle A is the one who was... Uh, who was Dr. Dre's protege, and then she married Suge Knight. We might see Suge Knight on the yeah, show. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm really looking. I'm really looking forward to R&B divas LA, and uh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, I can't wait to. <laughs> so that's to more that songs one. for me to sing. Mm. Oh, okay, no well, right. <laughs> and speaking, <laughs> yeah, and speaking of of singing, and so Latasha Scott, she checked out um, last week's. Uh, after Buzz on Bediva's recap and she tweeted us and said that she liked the show. We she thought we did a really good job and so I am in talks now with Rocky to see if uh she's gonna come on. Can Rocky come on too? Well, I hope Rocky comes because we got some questions <laughs> we for Rocky. Rock, we got some questions <laughs> for you and we want to know what's going on with you and Mike. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, so speaking, hopefully. Well, speaking of Mike, uh, mm. the way Rocky don't, don't like Mike, Mike has a spinoff show. What? Uh, the world the according power to Mike. Of your words. Wow. Yeah, so you call a man a bitch. <laughs> Get him a show. <laughs> <laughs> he got it. Oh, what's up? Please check him out on TV One. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? Uh, it's just gonna be a show of Kiki. Yeah. I, I, I think, show a lot of Kiki. I think Kiki's, it's gonna be dominant Kiki. Yeah, yeah, I think it's his his uh, circus act with her. <laughs> I think uh, yeah. you finally get to understand, the, like hopefully, what's behind all the craziness and how he's dealing with the punching bag effect. Yeah, and then also his his business, you know, because he is a businessman and a mm-hmm. minister. Yeah. So yeah, do you think that it's kind of almost? Like the world, the world, what is it? The world or the world? The world. The world according to Mike. Mm. Do you think it's kind of like, I don't want to say a joke, but like we see his world, the world according to him, but it's really Kiki. Yeah, it's definitely going to be Kiki world. Yeah. Mm. It's definitely going to be Kiki world and Mike's just kind of playing a part in Kiki's world. Yeah, we'll, well I'm <laughs> sure we'll probably see him how he's deal with managing her and his ministry and having to mm. deal with the kids, you know, his his pers- perspective of the world. But, uh, you know, definitely I think this is something for both Kiki and Mike since they are the, the, the comedic ones of the show. I can't get enough of that Kiki, like, uh, honey. I can't get enough of her. Just don't sing Kiki. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And so let's, I know what. Let's go to predictions. <laughs> predictions. There we go. <laughs> and now, you're after us TV predictions. So let's, let's go to Meg Scoop, ladies, first. What's your prediction? 
My prediction is that Selena and Nikki are going to go at it again, but not as bad as before because mm-hmm. there was a little, little heart wrenching moment for the, from this episode. My prediction is that the tour is going to happen. I want to see the tour. Okay. Uh, my predictions are that the tour is going to happen. I also think that Kiki is going to do something dramatic to show her super divaness from the crew. Mm, I believe I agree with that. That's true. <laughs> That's true because, <laughs> as Kiki says, Kiki doesn't need to, to do the two. Yeah. My prediction is I think the fighting will continue. I think there will be more singing. This <laughs> this Latasha uh, career thing, I don't think it's over. I think there's. I think she's going to... I, I don't think it's going to be as easy as she thought it's going to be. And I think she's going to have a couple of uh, stumbling... Uh, yeah, I don't think I it's going to be that. produced by uh, Jermaine Dupri. Absolutely. The, uh, the way he was giving her shade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. She's going to be with Drummer Boy, too. Right? Yeah. And going to be right in there. Well, let me get her. Better go to Drummer Boy. Boy. <laughs> right? Well, we want to thank you guys for tuning in. Let everyone know where you can be found on social media. Well, you can well. always find me singing in these streets. Or you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Meg Scoop, like scoop of ice cream. Hater. <laughs> Fellas. And you can find me at Larice Shamara and also check out TruePeoplesMedia.com, Instagram, True Peoples. Uh, you can find me at All Eyes on Black, spelled correctly, or on Facebook, Alfred Thomas. Look on my face. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Bam Erickson, and you can also find me at Big Six Entertainment. So we want to thank you guys for tuning in to RBD for season two, episode five, A Good Day to Cry Hard. I'm Bam Erickson. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you guys next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.